All right, hello everyone, and welcome to this unusual edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and I am recording this in my car, um, not in the Radio Dakar bunker as usual. Um, I'm trying something new. This may be a total disaster, so if, if so, just forget you heard the episode. Um, I had been wanting to record a new episode and been kind of a busy week, so I thought, well, let's try this. Um, I have moved my podcast hosting to uh, anchor.fm, and what's been really cool about them is I've been able to, they will share me out to all the other podcast platforms. They used to be on just um, iTunes and SoundCloud, but now, uh, thanks to Anchor, uh, they've got me on Spotify and Overcast and just about any major podcast platform. Um, so if there's better better ways to listen to Radio Dakar if uh, those two weren't really your thing. Um, and the other, the other cool thing about Anchor is um, they have an app, and you can record on your app. You don't have to record on your home computer like I've always done. And so the other day, I was thinking, well, this would be good because... Uh, my family is planning a trip to the beach in October, and if the same schedule from last year applies, it's going to be the same week or two that uh, uh, Star Wars Resistance Season 2 starts. And I thought, oh no, I'm not going to be able to record the uh, episode reviews. I'll have to just tell everybody to wait three weeks, uh, something like that. Uh, and then I remember, wait a minute, now that I have Anchor, I can just record the episode of my phone and post it that week. And then I thought, well, let's see if I can do it in the car. Uh, so I'm doing this over the Bluetooth in my car. I hope it works. So I, I figured I'd pick a topic that wasn't critical to the uh, playlist, uh, like super critical uh, if uh, this doesn't work. Um, I, I plan to do a spoiler discussion of Dooku Jedi Lost. I had just done the non-spoiler review for both Dooku and the Master and Apprentice book, uh, but I've already listened to Dooku again. Uh, it's such a great audio presentation, and there's so many cool things in that book. Uh, in the next few days, I'll probably I'll record that at home just so I can have my notes in front of me, uh, but there will be a, a spoiler discussion of Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, but for this episode... Since I have not yet done my full wrap-up of all the news we got from Star Wars Celebration Chicago, I thought I would try this method out, talking about what was announced about Disney Plus and what we found out about The Mandalorian at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, the Disney Plus news actually came from uh, Bob Iger's, um, guess the shareholders meeting or whatever, but it was the, like the first day of celebration where this was going on concurrently. And it kind of rolled into celebration news, as it were. And it covers more than just Star Wars. So I figured I, I would just try this out and talk about that, talk about The Mandalorian, and also a bit about uh, Cassian and or that series. So... Uh, they announced Disney Plus will premiere in the United States on November 12th, and it looks like soon thereafter for most 
uh, other markets around the world. Uh, looks like, I think within a year, most everybody will have access to it, uh, which is good because th- that's been one thing that's bummed me out about it being a reviewer of Resistance. It still hasn't been broadcast, and we've completed the first season in America. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, some people have not gotten that series yet, and I feel really bad about that. Uh, so hopefully uh, the Disney Plus um, will get out to everybody quickly, and they can enjoy what, whatever material they want out of it. Um, and the price, I cannot believe this. Um, what was it, $6.99 per month? Or $69.99 per year. Uh, that is incredibly cheap. Uh, Netflix, I'm paying, well, they just bumped my bill. I mean, just for streaming, I was paying about 12 bucks a month. I was prepared to pay about that much for Disney. But if they're going to, you know, say 70 bucks a year, I'll pay it right now on pre-order. I don't care. That is awesome. And it's, you know, it's all the stuff we want. Um. Now, as far as what, what we're getting with it, um, yeah, it looks like they're going to trickle out the material. And the, one of the things I guess we didn't think about with the recent acquisition of 20th Century Fox, 21st Century Fox, we're getting their stuff too. Uh, I think the first one of the first series they announced that would be available on Disney Plus is Malcolm in the Middle, or the Breaking Bad prequel, if you like to call it that. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be on there. We're getting the entire run of The Simpsons, all 30-plus seasons of it, uh, which is great. I mean, I've got, oh, the first maybe 15 seasons on DVD, but, you know, you can watch whatever episode you want. Um, my personal favorite is the, the one where Homer went to college uh, because he had never passed nuclear physics or whatever. Uh, that's probably my all-time favorite episode. And I've got, you know, of course, special place for the one where Bart and his friends uh, come to Knoxville, which is my hometown, and uh, knock over the Sun Sphere, which is still standing in our beautiful town. Um, it, it's, uh, it's about the only thing left from the, the World's Fair, uh, but it's still here. Bart, you know, they, Nelson did not actually knock it over with a rock. Um, anyway, so, yeah, uh, we're getting all the, uh, the Fox stuff is going to trickle in. And, you know, they said, looks like, I mean, most of the major... Animated movies, you we all hold dear, are going to be on there pretty quickly. Um, you know, like any of the Renaissance stuff, like from Little Mermaid on, uh, the Pixar material. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, like, the older stuff, like Robin Hood and uh, ones of that era. Uh, those are the ones I grew up with that I really loved. Uh, Peter Pan, you know, all that. Um, the one thing I'm looking forward to is the live action movies they did, uh, like in the sixties and all that. Um, now when I was growing up in the eighties, we, we got the Disney channel in its infancy where they showed a lot of movies and a lot of, uh, you know, the old Mickey animated stuff. And also but it may have been before the, the acquisition, but ABC would do a Disney Sunday night in the movies. But between the Disney Channel <coughs> and the Sunday night of the movies, they tended to show a lot of older live action stuff. Uh, like 
Pollyanna and the, the original Parent Trap. Um, in the 80s, they did a Parent Trap 2 where uh, Haley, after Haley Mills was grown up and they, like, it was the plot revolved around her daughter. Um, but, but there was also older stuff they showed, like um, the Herbie movies, uh, Love Bug, Herbie Rides Again, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Um, I, you know, Herbie Goes Banana. No, wait, no, that was an old one. Um, what's the one with Lindsay Lohan? Um, Herbie Full Throttle or whatever. You know, that, that's a newer one, but back in my day, we had four old Herbie movies, and they were awesome. Um, and then uh, my favorite one was this movie called Snowball Express. Um, and it had... Um, well, uh, if, if you're a fan of MASH, uh, Harry Morgan is in this movie. Um, he plays like the, the town drunk. Um, but it's about this guy who inherits a ski lodge and quits his uh, job in you know this downtown business in spectacular fashion, moves his whole family out to the mountains uh, because they think, oh, we'll just live you know with the ski lodge that I acquired. Turns out it's run down and you know they have to build it back up and hijinks ensue. Uh, it, it's a it's a funny movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was one of the Sunday night movies. <clears throat> but but you know I, I just love stuff like that. And another one that I absolutely loved was uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang. I did it two of those. The the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again was even better. Uh, yeah, it was Tim Conway and Don Knotts. And uh, you know that that's the stuff I really enjoyed besides all the classic Disney animated stuff. So that's what I'm looking forward to on Disney Plus. Uh, you know, I want to be able to show the kids that, um, you know, because that's you know part of their history. I mean, real realistically, except for Song of the South, we're going to get pretty much whatever we want on there over in in a pretty quick manner. I mean, they they pretty much said that the vault concept is gone. You know, it was I don't know about ten years ago. My wife and I started doing the vault, the vault buys, you know, like, you know, Beauty and the Beast, uh, special edition came out on Blu-ray. We went ahead and bought it because for the time we would have kids, but it's going to be so much easier now. <coughs> and they did announce that all the Star Wars movies are going to be on there. Um, well, and then with that caveat that, you know, they have to finish their contract with Netflix. So like Solo and Last Jedi will eventually be on there, but like the original six, um, will be on there, Rogue One, I think from day one, and, uh, the Clone Wars should be on there too, um, but, I mean, so it's basically anything you want, but it's November 12th, it's super cheap, given the amount of material we're getting, you know, there's no reason not to jump on it if you're a fan, um, but, uh, actually, well, they, they saved the, the Mandalorian news for Celebration proper. <clears throat> but uh, they did mention, uh, when, I guess when they were announcing the new series, um, then there's going to be all the Marvel series like Scarlet Witch and Vision and uh, what was the Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, all that stuff. Um, but they did announce, yes, the Cassian Andor series that starts filming next year in 2020. No, I guess it films this year to release either next year or like early 21. Um, but they, it was a surprise to me, but they mentioned besides uh, Diego Luna returning as Cassian, that Alan Tudyk is coming back as K2. Um, I guess, I guess I, I need to go back and read 
the Cassian K2 story that Marvel did, uh, because I, I thought, my assumption was that K2 was reprogrammed not too long before, um, uh, Rogue One. So I thought, well, if the Cassian series takes place even a year or, you know, further out before Rogue One, and it gets, it gets in time to blossom as a series, that K2 isn't part of the uh, alliance yet, so he, you know, he may not even be in it. Well, they announced he is, so uh, you know that's great. Probably means you know it's up to, <coughs> excuse me, um, closer to the timeline of Rogue One. But there's there'll be plenty of time to talk about that. But you know, Alan Tudyk is in it with uh, Diego Luna, and that's awesome. I mean, they're that's my favorite Star Wars movie, and their relationship is a big part of that. Um, so yes. It's, uh, just great news. Um, that was really all they had to say about it, but, you know, just that little tidbit was awesome. And then, um, so they had the Mandalorian panel at Celebration. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been well documented. That was a little bit of a disaster, especially compared to the, the other panels where we got a lot of information. We got to see a lot of stuff. Um, well, it's because they only brought out, like, the big three actors for the show that I'll get to, and they didn't really talk about anybody else, they spent a lot of time talking about the background, or the behind-the-scenes stuff as far as how they were making the series, but they didn't talk about, like, their, you know, a lot to, really deep about the characters, and they did not publicly show footage. Everybody who was in attendance got to see the sizzle reel, and they got to see an extended scene slash trailer great for them, you know, if, if they were in attendance, that's awesome, but, uh, you know, the fact they didn't announce in advance, hey, you know, uh, the panel will be, uh, you know, you'll get to see the, what they talk about, but, you know, there'll be surprises for people in attendance, if they said that in advance, that would have been fine, but they, you know, they didn't, and so we were led to grumble at a black screen, that was the one panel that I actually got to sit down at home and watch, I just streamed the YouTube on my TV through the PlayStation, that was the one panel I got to sit down and watch, and, you know, they blacked out part of it, so, you know, it was disappointing, um, now, granted, that stuff has leaked, and I have seen it, I've seen both of them, and people reported them pretty quickly, you know, they gave details, whereas, like, the Star Wars Resistance panel that I've already covered in an episode, they went ahead and showed those in attendance, season two, episode one, but I have not seen any leaks about it. It never, like the episode itself did not leak. Nobody really reported on it. I haven't seen it. So, you know, I'm not going to talk about it because I, I don't know anything about it. That's fine. I'll just <coughs> gladly wait until uh, the season premiere when I'm at the beach. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, The Mandalorian, uh, it could have been so much better because that was of all the major panels, that was the one thing we kind of knew the least about, and they still didn't reveal much for a series that we, we know for, and then we know for a fact it comes out November 12th. It will not be a binge-style series, that there will be, I guess, weekly episodes. Um, it's, I, I can't remember what they said. I always thought it was supposed to be, uh, I think it's eight episodes for the first season, and it's 
So anyway, you're going to notice a really abrupt jump in the recording because I got a phone call on my Bluetooth and I don't know yet how to uh, get around that. So uh, back to the Mandalorian. Um, so John Favreau and Dave Filoni did the panel and they brought out um, Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, um, Gina Carano, who is Cara Dune, and Carl Weathers, who is uh, Greed Cargo. So that's the only, you know, characters we got to find out. Um, but what we found out was cool, you know, the Mandalorian himself is, you know, like a gunslinger outlaw on the, in the Outer Rim. Um, Kara is a former rebel shock trooper. Uh, keeping in mind, uh, this series takes place about five years after um, Return of the Jedi. We, we thought it was about three, but then in that little sizzle reel, John said it was five, so we'll go with that. Definitely after the war. Um, and the final fall of the Empire of Jakku. Um, uh, so Kara's a former rebel shock trooper just trying to make her way. And uh, Grieve is um, like hires bounty hunters um, uh, to do various jobs. Um, like I say, you can find the the pre you know the sizzle reel and the sneak preview and all that on online if you look hard enough. Um, I'm excited for everybody on there, but of the three, I really dug Carl Weathers' character in the clip we saw of him. Uh, so I hope he's in it a lot. Uh, don't really know how much to say because of what you know the limited information we got. Um, the, the other big thing is uh, the name of the Mandalorian ship is the Razor Crest, and they did a lot of practical effects to bring it to the screen. So it, it looks really cool. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of, and if you've seen the clip, you know, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to familiar aliens and settings and I'm, you know we don't know for sure but it looks like they're on Tatooine um, but there's other Outer Rim worlds um, but, I mean it's, it's Star Wars it really feels like it it feels like it'll fit into that era um, you know I'm really excited about a post-war but before the firm establishment establishment of the New Republic you know that's what it's going to be um this lawless time where people like this are just trying to make their way. There will be an Imperial Remnant. Um, it was really cool. They, they mentioned that they needed as many Stormtroopers as they could get, so they got the 501st, the fans, to be in the, on the show. And that was really great. So, you know, there'll be plenty of Stormtroopers. Um, yeah, and this is something I've wanted to find out more about. You know, all the Imperial Remnants left over from the war... Uh, of course, we know about the one that went to the Unknown Regions and became the First Order, but what about the other ones? Um, so this is going to be one of those, looks like. Um, so I'm really excited to get that, you know, like, what shred of the Empire is left in, the, in this group. It, you know, they didn't even really mention other people who are on the show. Um, Nick Nolte and Giancarlo Esposito and uh, Werner Herzog. They're shown on the clips, but, you know, they're not... They didn't really go through the cast and talk about who's, you know, doing what, so we're kind of having to guess. <coughs> Excuse me. We have really good ideas based on the, the footage. Um, I mean, Gus Fring's in a Star Wars. I love that. That's one of, my, one of the things I'm most excited about with this series. Um, 
but yeah, just it's going to be a great cast. Um, and then the diversity of the directors is just awesome. I'm, I just, you know, I don't have notes in front of me, obviously, because I'm driving, but uh, Taika Waititi and Bryce Dallas Howard and, you know, people of different genders and color and nationalities are doing each episode as director. Dave, Dave Filoni is directing one. It's his first live action. Um, so we're going to get all these different perspectives and style and everything. And then that's awesome. I hope that leads into the movies at some point as far as the diversity of cre- uh, creators. I'm personally excited about Taika Waititi because I love the guy. Thor Ragnarok is just an amazing movie. It's one of my top five ever because of what he did with that. Um, he did a, and it's a TV show now, but he did a tremendous movie called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And he's amazing in it. So I'm so excited that Taika Waititi is directing Star Wars, and he is apparently the voice of the IG assassin droid that we see. Uh, John Favreau tweeted that, uh, showed that on his Instagram. <coughs> so, so I'm really excited that Taika is involved in this. Um, I mean, really, that's about all we got. Um, you know, uh, I think I was cut off when I was talking about it. it's not. You know, it's going to be a weekly series. It's not going to be uh, binged. Uh, which will be good. It'll help stretch it out. Now, it doesn't help that this series is going to start the same week that Jedi Fallen Order comes out, because that's going to be a busy time. Plus, I'll be reviewing, like, episode 5 of Resistance, but that's okay. So, yeah, this this winter is going to be crazy for uh, Star Wars. A lot of stuff. Um, really, that's it. Uh, that, that's, like, the Disney Plus news that we got from celebration um not much else about it has come out just yet um yeah I, I think I really think that's it um yeah well, like I say it was a bit of an underwhelming panel where, you know we got some some pictures and, you know got to hear from the main cast and they're all awesome and you can tell they're really excited about the, the doing this um you know, I started following them on Twitter and Instagram, and they're, they're very appreciative of the fans already for supporting them on doing a Star Wars series, the first live-action Star Wars series. I mean, this is monumental. And it, it, from what we saw, it looks great. <coughs> I just hope they're generous with the information because, you know, we're, we're excited about it. So anyway, it's a great way to kick off Disney+. Plus. I'm, I'm excited about the service. I'm excited about the series. I look forward to reviewing it each week. Um... Yeah, I'll be interested to see how much it actually delves into the Mandalorian lore that we've already had established through Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I hope to do during the summer a kind of a summary of all that to get us ready for the series just in case. Um, you know, kind of look at where Mandalore has been in the galactic history. Um, but I'll, I'll get to that another day um I, really that's about all i got especially considering i'm just going off the top of my head while i'm driving um but you know i hope you're excited about the mandalorian hope you're excited about disney plus uh it's gonna be like i say it's gonna be something for everybody on there uh but that'll wrap it up for this i hope the episode turns out good for you um but i'll be back in the bunker um 
with the Dooku Jedi Lost spoiler discussion and more episodes to come. Uh, it will not be a boring summer. Um, but again, you can find uh, Radio Dakar, all the episodes on pretty much any major podcast platform now. Uh, it's your pick. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Um, you know, let me know what you thought of this. Uh, if you hated it, please tell me so I won't do it again. Um, but until next time, uh, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.